0: Hello, and welcome back to Third Culture Africans. I'm Zezé, your host and the voice behind Third Culture Africans. Welcome to a space where culture, success, and inspiring journeys collide. Whether you're a dream chaser, a culture enthusiast, or just looking for your daily dose of inspiration, you're in the right place.
1: Well welcome to another episode of third culture africans and my guest this week is and i do this on every episode so i'm going to do it again with yours um popularly known as mr mahogany a multi-award winning founder in production events and has one of the largest model agencies in africa It is none other than Mr. Shola Oyabade. That's
2: correct.
1: (laughs) 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 Wonderful. So I guess we've been trying to get this in the diary for a while. You're busy, (laughs) man.
3: (laughs) <laughs> I do apologise, yeah. It's,
1: You're a busy man.
3: It is busy, trust me. I can't even tell you how many pieces I've been to before even coming here today.
1: This morning? Yes. Oh, I, I only yes. just managed to get
3: across
2: E. <laughs> <cross
1: Ipoyi. laughs> the sat-nav says I'm five minutes away. Uh, it was not five minutes. <laughs> um, so I guess if we can start with your early journey, because I think the Nigerian fashion scene has changed. Mm-hmm a lot. Also the model scene has changed a lot and the opportunities have exponentially increased. And I would love for us in this episode to talk about, I guess, your experience of that transition because you were there at the beginning of it. Mm -hmm. um, And then we're now in, I guess, what everyone is calling the renaissance. And Mm -hmm. all of a sudden the world market is looking at our talent as an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess, Let's dial back to early years.
3: How far back we've been?
1: As far back as you can go. (laughs) (laughs) So, Well,
3: let me start giving a little bit of background about myself, particularly like how I got into the industry. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, it's funny enough, it started when I was in secondary school.
4: Okay. Yeah,
3: so I went to, um, I did part of my secondary school in the UK, then Mm -hmm. I came to Nigeria. Mm-hmm. And I went to Maryland Comprehensive Secondary School, which is near Kedja, mm-hmm. And it was very much a mixed school, yeah. so it was, you know, there, there were not too many mixed schools around at that time, but yeah. this was one of the mixed schools. And then, you know, they used to have this thing called Literary and Debating Societies. Most people were not them, but basically, it was meant to be, you told your parents that you're going to another school yeah. to go and do debates, debates. Debate. do you understand? <laughs> So we'll say we're gonna go and do debates and yeah. loads of schools will come to and yeah. schools take it in time. I was
4: in the debating yes. society. And
3: then really it was a chance to go and party and stuff yeah. like that. And then, you know, we'll do fashion shows and stuff like that. Yeah. And because we were a mixed school, you mm. know, we, we we put so together it, yeah. some really good choreographed shows,
2: oh, nice. you know, so we get
3: things like ladies' nights and yeah. guys who have walking so shakes and bowler so hats. Socials. <laughs> yeah, you know, So we put all that together. Yeah. So from that time on, I started being in charge of doing the choreography and yeah. putting the shows together and stuff like that, so I, yeah, of course I really liked that. Then I went back to England to do my A-levels, kind of yeah. got quiet then. Ooh. didn't really do too much. And I came back to do my degree. I decided I, I love Nigeria oh, wow. so much. so I came back to Nigeria and went oh, to the wow. University of Lagos. Now I kind of okay. grew up by myself, yes. so to speak. So I had to find a way to fund myself through school and I decided to do modeling. Oh,
4: wow. So I
3: was like one of the few male models. I think there were at that time there must have been about like only two or three male models.
1: How, how do you have Hollywood that how nature. do you have that conversation? I'm going to be a model to your parents.
3: That's where, where I was lucky, like yes. I said, because I was kind of I grew up by myself and yes. my parents were like in England.
1: Yes, yes. Th- that that bond in
3: wasn't business, there. They okay. weren't in my business. Okay. However, people around me, yeah. aunties, uncles, yeah. people that kind of knew what I was doing right. Like, are you useless? Are you, <laughs> how can you do such things? It do wasn't that a do that? No, it was. It was really frowned upon. Wow. They, they viewed that if you modeled in those days, you must have been a very must have come from a way bad would. background. Wayward, wayward. You had nothing to do with your life. Yes. you know, it was. It was very much that sort mm. of thing. Because those were the days when you know being a footballer, a model, an actor yeah. were frowned upon. Anything in an cultural arts? Forget yes, about it. You know, forget about it. Accountant, doctor. You Is speaking was,
1: football going to pay yes, your bills? That,
3: that was how it was seen And <laughs> Now, parents I mean, are killing themselves I mean, to get their kids to do these things. So, yeah. um, I used modelling to put myself for school. Mm, so I, I wow. Literally, I was never in school that bad. I don't even know how I passed. Wow. I must be on with school. But know how
1: that's I how you funded your that's education? That's how I my education. And your living yes, expenses. And
3: everything. And I lived pretty at, large then, I must be honest, compared mod- to the others. And at the time, modelling was
1: paying at the time? Oh, yes.
3: Modeling has always paid. Okay. You may not think that you're going to become a millionaire, but it's always paid money. Do you understand? Being one of only like two or three male models, when we did all those Milo adverts and all all those. different guinness and all those sort oh, of wow. things People we paid for them it was why it was so stressful. was that we didn't have mobile phones then yes so the only way to know about casting we didn't really have emails then either no so facts, the only way to know about facts. casting is you've literally had to go to the different agencies the advertising agents and sit down there each day to find out if they had casting so you literally went from
2: agency towards, to
3: yes, agency. agency and, and you if sit, you were lucky and there was a casting a or you heard about wow. it and you're casting then fine if not so you're, that's why I spent most of my time out of school more because than. Because you're I was on the school road, school yeah, looking I for road. work. But um, I loved it. It was yeah. good fun. Then I left um, you yeah. know, like immediately after I finished my exams. Yes. I didn't even wait. I haven't. I never did youth UGC by the way. So, oh. <laughs> um, so I can never run for. President yeah, oh, you Nigeria can never really run for like a CEO of yeah, or no, something. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> I can't be a commissioner or yeah. anything. I'm fine. Yeah. So I went back to the UK and um, I did. All the right things in terms of, um, employment, you know, I got a job yes. in a bank, I did all those sort okay. of things that like they wanted. Okay. Bought out of my mind, but, um, I still,
1: you were, you were in it. it would make everybody yes, happy. yes.
3: But at that time, I now decided I wanted to set up, um, well, I set up in 1994, I set up Mahogany. Yes. Um, which was, we started off doing bridal shows.
4: Okay. I think we set
3: up, we started off with the African Caribbean bridal show. Okay. and um, we also had, a. A wedding dress shop, and at the same time, I set up mahogany models. Well, soon after I set up mahogany models.
1: So, was this because you at the time could see the need for a, an agency? different to what was already there.
3: So for those two aspects that I went for, you mm. know, I, I got into the UK and I looked around and I see the wedding show, UK's yeah. national wedding show, this and that. And yeah. I, I went down to them because I, I like seeing what's going yes. on in the, in, in the industry. No, no black people.
1: No. No black None. people at all. None. If
3: you wanted to get married, yeah. you had to use a white caterer. You had to get a white wedding dress from a white type of designer. Yes. Yeah, everything yeah. was just white oriented. I said, mm. What's the on? And I started now investigating.
4: Yeah.
3: Hey, what's, where's the black stuff? Yeah. And there was none. So I now said, Okay, let me set up the bridal. Yes.
4: Um,
3: a bridal is called, we call it the Mahogany Bridal Show. Yes. And it was aimed at what we call them people of color. Color,
4: yes.
3: That's what it was. So for us, people of color was everything non white. So it was yeah. African, Caribbean, yeah. Asian, yeah. Hispanic,
4: mm-hmm.
3: mixed race. Yes. That's what we considered with non-white. Yeah. White people were allowed to come, come to our yeah, events yeah, yeah. and exhibit <laughs> and attend and all yeah. of that, but it, we were very clear about what our goals were. Yes. And I found out the same thing within the modeling industry mm. around that time. I think it was only Naomi Campbell. The yeah. Man was just getting out of the business, so there were hardly any black models very around true. and when you went they only wanted mixed race, race models. Yes. They had because to have we a only one or look. two of very their, American yes, with the big catalog, slapy, hair. Afro, curly hair yes. sort of thing. That's what they wanted at the time. And I said, No, this is just the right. So I set up mm. my business and get it going. And it was it was hard work. Yes. Because there were no businesses. Mm. You know, I remember I started working with Koshiba who's a very big
1: yes. wedding
2: girl, and I,
1: I, so I know of you from those early days because um, a friend of mine um modeled and another friend was a designer. She does a lot of styling now for like music videos here. Um but Z from Z I. Oh really? And Valerie. Right. Yeah. So I have uh and I interned at some point for Z actually. Okay. Many years ago. But yes, I remember (laughs) Kushiva. So I remember when
4: Kushiba
3: came first because I knew him when he was in um he went to the University of Ife, that's where he started. Ooh. And then when he came for the first exhibition, yeah. all he had was drawings. That was his exhibition stand. Wow. drawings of his clothes. And for most people, yeah. they had not really set up businesses. They knew they mm. wanted to do this sort of stuff. So they just had leaflets yes. and a banner here and there yes. and stuff like that. And that's how we started. Mm. Eventually, of course, the businesses, people's businesses started growing, growing, growing yeah. bigger and they started doing things properly, mm. having dresses and we started doing fashion shows. shows. So yeah. that was where the mix of models, having mahogany models and yes. having mahogany bridal shows, yes.
4: came and into being. Came then, yeah, yes. because.
3: We now wanted to do the bridal shows, Mm. and we had no models. So we now had to look for models. Then I had to train the models, I had to show them how to walk, because there were no opportunities for them in the UK at
4: that time. So that
3: was very much how we got started. And I was in the UK up until 2013. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd been coming back and forth to Nigeria to do some shows Mm. um, from around that 2009, up until now. Um, along that journey, I'm sure you're going to ask me questions. Yes. So I'm not, go ahead. To say no, that. no, go ahead. But there, go ahead. Were, there were lots of things that went on. I remember when we set up the um, modeling agency,
4: uh-huh.
3: you know, and then I, I got a phone call, I think it was from the New York Times or one of those newspapers uh-huh. at the time, and they said to me that they'd like to have my views on... Um, the new um, Italian Vogue that was coming out, mm. which was the all-black issue. Yes. I don't know if you remember that yes, one.
1: Yes, I do. So
3: I do. they they told me about that, and they said that um, the quote is that they, because it's an all-black issue, they expect it to be the worst-selling Vogue ever. Mm. I said, really? Well, I said, I don't believe you. I don't think wow. that's going to happen. And then Facebook had just really yes. come into place then. Yes, So I set up this Facebook page, <laughs> and... They um, called it the Blackbird Invisible, mm. and the caption there was that we wanted to make the um, Italia or Blackbird the biggest edition yes. ever. Um, cut a long story short, we did do yes, it. Yes, you know, yes. they reprinted for the first time in their history, reprinted twice, mm. and if you have it, it's a collector's item. Yes. You know, so it was one of those things. But during that journey, I got a lot of, I got a lot of, um, what's the word? Um, you know, when somebody hits you back. At back. Yes. That I was racist. Mm. You know, I was this. I was You're that. You're too
1: pro-black then. Yes. Yeah. I, but, but,
3: but they were particularly concerned about the racism part that why would I set up an agency that excluded white models? So I spent mm. a lot of my time on BBC and all kinds educating of things, guy, ex- educating them, saying, mm-hmm. listen, here are the numbers. So we yeah. got into the Evening Standard, the many yeah. articles where we broke down yeah. the numbers. Said, okay. Here are the top agencies. Yeah. They have four hundred models. Yeah. They have only three black models. Two of them are mixed race.
4: Yeah.
3: So how am I being racist when yeah. the numbers stack up that you're not using enough? Mm. You look at I mean, then fortunately, Jordan Dunn was, I think, with all this going yes. on, she was just discovered around yes, that time. Yeah, she was, yeah. And they really put a lot of emphasis on Jordan, Jordan Dunn. Jordan, yeah, dark-skinned, really, yeah, dark black model they, from
1: they the re- UK. They <laughs> really,
3: really put her out there. I mean, she's actually coming for um GT Bank oh,
4: amazing. A, a Masterclass,
3: so she's going to be speaking oh, next week. So, the, you know, they really put a lot yes. of emphasis on her. And I said, that's just one model. Why mm. are you trying to make it a big deal because you discovered one, one model? Yeah. And you're trying to make it. But oh, we're not.
1: That's very much like the that. thing, right? I think for a long time we've operated on this one in one out system. Yes. So, yes. in especially in the UK, I think the US is totally different. But in the UK, it's whatever industry is only allowed to be one. one. Yeah. And once that one, it's one in one out. And um, what's interesting is there are lots of people doing great things. And one of the reasons for the show. Was to kind of go. Actually, no. We can tell our own stories now. That's right. Um, we can curate our stories, and we can help build ourselves up. Because mm-hmm. I think for a long time we always the aspiration to have our stories be told on CNN or BBC or Vogue or any of that stuff. And I always, I always make this joke going, all of these articles have never paid me a dime.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And I, and I, you're so right about that yeah. because. When I was there, one of the things I set up, I also did a bridal magazine called yes. bridal yeah. and Bridal magazine. I set up and that, that was also to sort of compete, compete. with the likes of Cosmopolitan yeah. and all the wedding magazines yeah. and stuff like this, hard work. And of course, it didn't last we'll talk too about, long. We'll talk about publishing soon. That, yeah. <laughs> that's just a, another ball game. So it was always, for me, it's always been part of this. Yeah. How can we tell our own story? How can we do things mm. for ourselves? I mean, I think where I've been quite fortunate that a lot of the businesses, but particularly that are in the UK and mm. even quite a lot of individuals and people that are here now, mm. at some point pass through mahogany. Yes. Just simply because we were the first, we did a lot yeah. of things. So either as a model, as yeah. somebody that's a designer or yeah. a caterer or something yeah. like that, you know, now in Nigeria, it's completely different. You know, there's so much more business, Indeed. the business has kicked up. Yeah. So you don't have that issue. UK, it's still better than before. Mm. I still think it's not perfect, but yes. it's still better than before, yes. you know. So I find that.
1: Just- Do you feel like for you, and and actually before I even go into that, I want us to talk about the fact that you were doing all this and you still held down a full-time job. Yes,
3: I did. I, <laughs> I worked for the Citizens Advice Bureau. <laughs> yeah. can, we,
1: can we talk about the fact yes. that everything you've talked about... <laughs> Was happening alongside. Um, I met I met someone yesterday at the uh, U.S. Consul, and he goes, "So what what things do you do?" And I said, "But why are you assuming it's things?" He goes, "Because Nigerians have more than one hustle. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Your Nigerian has one hustle." So That's you are true. the CEO of the East End Citizens Citizen advice, advice Bureau. bureau. Um, That's correct. Um, mm-hmm. For anyone who doesn't know anything about the C- Citizens Advice Bureau, do you mind sharing? Because to be fair, Nigeria needs Nigeria needs it yes. at this point in in their trajectory. But if you don't mind sharing, yeah. what I, I think guess. God,
3: how do you explain the Citizens Advice Bureau? I think first and foremost, the easiest way is to say it's a charity. Yes. It provides all forms of legal advice, information and assistance, Mm. particularly to people that cannot afford it, It, even though it's open to everybody, but it's primarily aimed at people that can't afford it. So if you've got a housing issue, your landlord's trying to evict you, you're trying to get evicted from your property because you have not paid your mortgage, you want to apply for benefits. you just want to know how to collect your child yes. credit, yep. anything like that. That's what they do. It's free advice. They yep. never charge a penny. Yep. Um, it's got a large volunteer mm-hmm. workforce,
4: mm-hmm.
3: but they have a few paid staff, and we yes. have to look for all of our own money.
1: Oh so wow! I didn't know that. Yes, bit. it's not. So each office fundraises for, for themselves. themselves.
3: <gasps> yes. So every kind of office is an independent. Citizens Advice. So that's
1: why some of them are really nice and some of them aren't? That's right. Oh my, I had no idea. Yes,
3: so you have to find. So the (gasps) central office, Citizens Advice, is, gets some government money. Yes. Yes, and that's what they use to make sure there's consistency around all the different bars. But for the quality
1: of service that you'll get, each, oh wow. Each one, yes.
3: That's it. So when I um, I first started as the branch manager of um, Hackney okay. Citizens Advice, tough. Yes, tough oh yes. Borrow. So I started. I started tough Hackney.
4: Tough,
3: <laughs> People that don't understand, it's like how do I say being in charge of maybe mushing. Yes. <laughs> Ajabuni, <laughs> Every, that kind of everybody place. Everybody needs that advice. Yes. So oh that God. that's why I started. Then. Um, with everything I do, I like to expand. And yes. I found a way to expand it. So we then took on Tower Hamlets. Oh, wow. And Newham. So that's Gosh. how it then we got the name East, East. End Citizens Advice. Yes. And they're, they that includes two of the poorest boroughs in the country.
1: Country. Yes. Mm-hmm.
3: So Newham and, um, and Hackney. Oh, they
1: Jennifer. must have loved you. Yeah, what <laughs> yeah, I mean like you walk in you walk into like a regional meeting and they're like, please yeah. have seats.
3: <laughs> Considering I was the first black CEO. Yes. Um, and until I think we had any about well, after me then they added on a few more, so we then ended up wow. with being about four or five. But I was the only male black CEO And in those days those as well. Three or four, yes. This was back, started in the 1990s yes. through to 2006 when I finally left. Wow. So, yeah, so I worked on that full time, like you said. Yes. And I had my side hustle. I was also a DJ, by the way. Gosh. Yes. Yeah, so I, I did thing. some, I did some, um, <laughs> I did some, what, did, what would you call it? Taxi? Yes. Mini cabin? Yes, yes. Oh call my God. Mini cabin boats. So, yeah, for yeah, people you in Nigeria, mini-cabs. I did a bit of boats, wow. you know, I did all of that. So, I did all of them. Um, I don't know. I just like working.
1: But at this point, you're building what is on this side of the pond, seen as one of Africa's largest production events businesses that's structured. Let's yes. put it that way. Because <laughs> at the time, it wasn't structured. People necessarily, maybe you could have one event, but they couldn't replicate it. They couldn't yes. do it again. Yeah. So you probably saw lots of people come into the space going, I'm an event person, production, production. <laughs> As these things go, you make it look easy, so we all can do it.
3: Yes, I know.
1: <laughs> and so you're building the infrastructure for this business. And then at the same time, you're working a full-time job. At what point do you then decide, you know what? I need to give this hundred percent. It took me. a while. Okay.
3: It took a while. I have to be honest because the reason, if I had been an idea, I think I would have done it full time a lot quicker. Okay. But when you're in the UK, if I'm as a, as a show producer, as yes. a production company, I'm competing with my fellow Caucasian people and Coca-Cola is not going to give me their productions. Yes. You know, Samsung is not going to give me the event to manage.
0: Sad to say.
3: So, I was then left with the black companies or non or people of color. And they had tiny businesses. Yes,
4: they could not businesses. afford a production. Yes. They
3: could not do a big show, yes. you know. So when I used to do things like my top model of color, my mahogany bridal show, yeah. and I remember yeah. our first year when we did top model of color, we did that at the newly open Emirates. Yes. You know, people were just losing yes. their minds that yes. how can you do an event yes. at the Emirates yes. and a black company at that? And I yes. know the kind of hassle I went mm. through getting approval from these because mm. their first reaction was, Oh, oh my God, he's black. Can yeah. you afford it? What kind of people what are you going of, to attract? Yeah, it's the people, it's the people.
2: Do we need security? <laughs> <Yes. Yeah. laughs>
3: so It was very much all of that. Oh my God, yeah. oh my God. You know, and I had to spend all this time. Look, this is where I work. Yes. This is what I do. Yes. So that also helped. helped and when they yeah. did my profile and we had done all the stuff around, the old black vote yes. issue and they'd seen that I've been mean, in so many newspapers yes, and on yes. TV. They felt, okay, I think we can he's trust an him. he's,
4: yes, he's acceptable. He's, sort he, of he's, black. Okay.
3: he's he's not like the usual <laughs> he's not like black. The people. Others. Yes. You know. So it was very much like that. Yeah. So um, it's it took so that's why it took a mm. while because you know if you're running a business it's gotta be self financing. Yes. You've also got to be able to pay your way, pay your bills, and as you know the bills drop on time. Money every is day oxygen. Of the month.
1: Money is oxygen. Yeah, you know,
3: they're, they're never late. Yes. And you got to pay them. So, yes. you know, it took that sort of time of build up the capital, yeah. build up the business and help other people grow. Because mm. that was a key factor yeah. for me to be successful. I needed people around me to, to be
4: successful. Yes.
3: Otherwise, yeah. I was just doing it for the sake of doing yeah. it. It was just never going to work. So we started seeing the likes of the Koshibas and yeah. the Adebayo Jones and Favors Catering and yes. other people like that that started to build up good, strong yes. businesses. And they were able to say, oh, we're doing this wedding for Nigerians. And funny yes. enough, most of our initial business, wow. for all of us, were from Nigerians Nigerian
1: weddings. That
3: came to the bold UK. And,
1: bold and beautiful, aren't and they? And they had the money. Yes. Yes. They
3: had the money to do it. Yes. Because when, like, for instance, when you went to, I don't know, the Hilton, mm. or you went to any of those people, we were excluded.
1: Yes. Do
3: you understand? One our so numbers were too you, big
1: for their spaces.
3: And not even just that. They... they d- you couldn't, bring your own you couldn't bring your own catering yes you couldn't you do can, any of yeah. that so it was like how many people wanted to go to those places so yeah. we, we went to the likes of porchester hall yes. and those kind of places yes. because you could bring in your own catering you yeah. could do your own thing now you have people like favors that are officially registered with yes. the ward and with all these yes. different top hotels they've yes. now realized that they need yes. to have an african caterer on their books yes do you understand? So, yes. because when we come with our weddings, yes. you, know, you know what they're like. we come Bold big. and
4: beautiful. So,
3: and they were realizing that they were losing <laughs> a lot of money. good business yeah. by not having African kids. Because there's yeah. no point in saying, "Okay, well, I've got this English guy that can do something yeah. a little bit close to Africa." Yeah. Hey, no, 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 no. We need our pepper You, you want him? the Maggie
1: in the jello? The Maggie must be in there. This is not working for No, Maggie.
3: So. That took a while to build up, you know, and it did eventually get there. So at some point I now decided enough is enough. Yeah. You know, I want to do my own thing. Mm. I've got enough to do my own thing. And in between that, we had set up Fashion's Finest in the UK, which was done, which has been running now, I think it's 13 years. Mm. And that's done during London Fashion Fashion, Week. And it's aimed at new and emerging designers. And I think we're now the second largest off schedule show Amazing. in the UK. So I've been doing all those yes. sort of things slowly, but
1: yeah.
3: as in with anything, particularly in the UK, it takes mm. a while. Long time. I mean, even when you look at fashion's finance in the UK, it's only now we're starting to get recognition.
1: Long time. It's only
3: now the British fashion council says,
1: oh yeah, let's, yes, talk. let's talk. let's do
3: stuff with but you. This
1: is something I always say to people when we have this um, conversation around, or, you know, you meet someone who's starting business and they go, oh my God, I've been working so hard at this. But why is it not working? I'm in year two and I'm looking <laughs> at them going, are you joking? I'm in year 14 and I'm still, I'm still treading water. <laughs> so maybe there's something you know that I don't know, but there's this underestimation of how long it takes mm-hmm. and how much it takes That's right. to make it. From, from your perspective, having, having to wade the waters through the Africa market, the international market and then combining the two, because what you've successfully done is taken a lot of your talent that you've had here and taking them over to the first world, let's put it that way, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and you've watched them explode. Mm-hmm. How much of that is serendipity and how much of that is a reflection of the years of work you've been putting into the industry?
4: Hmm. That's an interesting question.
1: Mm. Because often people talk about luck, right? Yeah. And when we're in, well, we're currently sitting recording in Nigeria and Lagos. And one of the things with the show for me is how do we demystify success? How do we... I
3: don't think it's luck. Okay. Perfect. I really don't think it's luck because Mm. it wasn't like I walked into a room and I suddenly met Jeff Bezos and he said, Oh my God, I really like what you're doing. (laughs) Come and manage an Amazon event for me. Yes. Do you understand? I mean, I faced a lot of uphill struggles. Mm. I was blacklisted, a lot of my mothers were blacklisted from the mainstream agencies because we were viewed as racist and we were viewed as competition and they just didn't like all of that thing around them. You know. So it wasn't luck from that perspective. It was a lot of hard work. I kind of see myself as like the it's a bit like being a pathfinder. Yeah. You know, I had to clear the bush and yes. cut down the trees. So the yes. people that walked after me mm-hmm. just walked straight through. Yes. I was the one that got the scratches and yeah. the bruises and yeah. were avoiding deadly snakes yes. and that sort of thing. Yes. Do you understand? So it, it was very much hard work. Mm. And I think for me, it's always been about giving back. Mm. So it wasn't ever about the money. Mm. I, I've always loved what I've done okay. or what I do. Yes. And I've always felt, and I say to a lot of people, that if you do what you love, mm. money will come.
1: thousand percent.
3: If you chase money as your primary thing, it is always very difficult. It
1: never come. comes. When I do that, it never comes. I'm like, hold on, I need to be commercial. Yes. And then I'm like, I don't even know how mm. that works. <laughs>
3: So I I've, I've always yeah. been about doing what and I, yeah. and I think that's where the success has come from mm. because you've got to put in the hard work. Yes. You've got to be knowledgeable, yes. you know, you've got to be knowledgeable. You've got to meet the right people as yeah. well. You know, you've got to provide the service that people want. Whatever yes. that is, it's a yes. service that people want and they want to buy. Awesome. And that level of excellence has to be there. So it's definitely hard work and pers- persistence and consistency. Mm. Mm. Those two things are Non-negotiable. You have Amazing. to be persistent and you have to be
1: consistent. Yes. Amazing. Speaking of, um, I guess then and now, you work a lot with young people. Yes. And Still you've up seen, now. <laughs> you've seen, um, you know, you talked about your journey as a model. Um, now when you see a, I don't even know what 18-year-olds are. are they Gen Zs now. Gen Zs. Yes. Yeah.
3: they're still Gen. <laughs> and
1: the power of the internet.
3: If I was, if I had the internet when I started,
1: yeah,
3: I would be, I'll be a billionaire. <laughs> Seriously, because I remember when I, I used to do my bridal shows. Mm-hmm. I had to plan my advertising six months in advance Gosh. because I needed to get my advert into one of the bridal magazines, mm. and their cutoff date from their printing was most likely three, three months,
4: months in advance. Back. Yeah.
3: Do you understand? Yeah. If I missed mm-hmm. it, that was That's it. That's it. The only things left to me were potentially radios, mm-hmm. if I was lucky. Some newspapers, yeah. but then you know, then it was the Voice. Yes, that I was, that was it. Yeah, all the pirate stations yeah. is where we used to advertise yes. in those days. You know, so that was or how flyers, I got my advertising flyers. 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 Yeah, you go around yeah. like so. I used to do. We used to run a nightclub in the West End and yes. so. Me and my friend would go out at four a.m. in the yeah. morning, sticking Get flyers on people's people. do you Yeah, know? Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. what yeah. we yeah. used to do. Yeah, you know, that was how we advertised yeah. and stuff.
0: Helping you be smart with your money and finances is something we take pride in at Third Culture Africans. That's why we've partnered with Quidco, UK's number one cashback platform, helping people to get something extra every time they shop online, with cashback earnings on over 5,000 brands. All you need to do is browse or search Quidco for great cashback rates, huge discounts, and vouchers at all of your favorite brands, and get a 15 pound new bonus credit when you join with our link. Earning cash back on your online shopping is easier than ever. Just hit the link
1: below. Um, So speaking of Gen Zers, Mm -hmm. um, power of the internet. Now, based on where you've been in your experience and. Time and place, right? Gen Zers versus your time versus now. What would you say has been the biggest advantage?
3: Gen Z's, their world is, is so different. Mm-hmm. I wish I had what they had.
4: Yeah.
2: Or
3: what I they agree. have. Because if I had what they have now then, yeah. I know it without a doubt I'd have been a billionaire. <laughs> Without a shadow of a doubt, easy. Because like when I do my bridal show, yeah. then you know I used to have to think about doing my adverts six mm. months in advance, mm. Mm. because the the closing deadline was three months before publication. Yes. You know. Yeah. Then you hope people bought it. Yeah. I used to do flyers. Used to mm. do pirate radio. Yeah. That was how you go out there. Now. I'm doing events in three weeks time. I just do one post. Yes. And one post on Instagram or in Twitter or Re-share, Snapchat. Or retweet. TikTok. <laughs> if I'm lucky, can hit literally thousands of people yeah. like that. And it hasn't even cost me a pen. Then I know how much my budget used to be for advertising. Because yes. to get into any of those magazines, I used to do a quarter page Ooh. and a quarter page then was only 2000 pounds wow. or the equivalent of now, which yes. is about 2 million Naira wow. for a quarter page advert, Yes, you know, and I'm waiting for it for three months and I'm yes. hoping somebody will see it.
4: Yeah.
3: Now, if I do an advert on, it doesn't even cost me unless I want to boost it, <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah. <laughs> and even with that, I can spend like $20 yes. or something Nothing. like that Nothing. and get it to thousands of people. So they're lucky now. And I yes. and I think that is one of the things that does show why there are more people like that are influencers.
2: Ooh, why I was going to ask you about that.
3: Can do business yes. in multiple countries yes. without even leaving. For us, it mm-hmm. was a big deal to say that I'm going to do business in China, yes. do business in India, in America. Yes. I'd have to find a logistics company. I'd have to, you know, go yes. through customs and yes. all these different yes. sort of yes. things. And it wasn't about how do we even people find my work? Yes. That was even the biggest problem. Yes. Now you find on the internet, you can do a search, you can yeah. do whatever you're finding. Then people couldn't even find my work. So mm. you are you are advertising all these you were doing mm. trade shows. Mm. You were doing all the trade. That's why you know how I, things should my Howling Bridal show. It became not useful after a while yeah because nobody was doing that nobody needed a bridal, bridal show. Yeah. exhibition anymore. He went online you could go online and find all your different oh. wedding planners your caterers your decors yes. everything like that so that was evolution so one of the things that i've i've had to do in my yes. 40 plus years of being in this business yes. is to continuously evolve Mm. I've had to see what are the future trends yes. and start working to them way in advance. Mm. So in my in my journey, I've seen a lot of people that have faded out and disappeared. Mm. Why? Because they did not understand that trends were changing. Mm.
1: And therefore they
3: did not change Perfect. as well. Yes.
1: Yeah. Speaking of influencers as a model agency mm. in one capacity, there's always this debate around models versus influencers. Mm-hmm. And in 2023, what is your perspective?
3: Mm. As in my perspective on the influencer versus the model?
1: Yeah. And what's the difference?
3: There is a difference. There is a there's, um there's difference. But what's interesting is that you have something that are able to combine the two now, mm-hmm. which didn't used to happen. So models, primarily, their role hasn't really changed that much. They're mm-hmm. still a clothes hanger. Yeah. They have to wear the clothes, it has to look mm-hmm. good on them so that when people see them at shows, buyers, mm-hmm. press and stuff like that, or the individual says, oh, I really like this. Yes. I want to buy it. Yes. That's what we're picking them for. Mm-hmm. Influencers are different. They can be... In the nicest way put, they can be nobodies yeah. that make a name for themselves. Mm. That in a particular aspect of whatever it be, yes. maybe clothes or jewelry or A-S-M-R, music. A-S-M-R,
1: eating yes. food on
3: the exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Whatever it might be,
1: <laughs> that people suddenly get
3: an interest in yes. them. And whatever they post, whatever they say, whatever yes. they do, people want to be associated with that. They want to mm. bind that dream into that. And that's what social media is. Social media is buying into a dream.
4: Yes.
3: Is buying into. I call it the fantasy because people never post the bad things that happen in their life on the internet. Hardly. Hardly.
4: Hardly.
3: News. Newspapers will do it. Insta-blog yes. this or Insta-blog yeah, that yeah, will. Yeah. But if it's me, I'm only showing you standing next to a rose rice. Yeah. I'm showing you when <laughs> I go on holidays to the Maldives. Yeah. I'm not showing you when I'm broke
1: yeah.
3: and I have no food in my house.
1: I am thinking, Kai, salaries are due. Exactly.
3: They're not seeing that side of yeah. things. So, but also you have models now that have become influencers as yeah. well. You know, I mean, if you look at Kylie Jenner, mm. She is a model.
4: Yeah.
3: But she's also one of the biggest influencers out there. Yeah. And companies buy into that. Yeah. You know, if you look at someone like Ronaldo, mm. he's a footballer. Mm. Yes. Once upon a time, you were a footballer, you were a footballer, end of story.
4: But if... now
3: with 643 million followers yeah. on Instagram, yeah, you just, your image and your name rights yeah. make you an influencer, make you a business.
1: As you said that just now about, um, Ronaldo, what came to my mind is like, how big Maradona was.
3: Can you imagine if he had had, or Pele, if they had had social media?
1: Like, i just, the, it literally just popped yes. into my mind and I was like, oh my God. Like, those guys were huge. Yep. Like, I, you they, knew their names. They you didn't were even know huge what they look
0: without
3: like. social media. I
0: didn't even know what they looked yes. like.
3: Exactly. So imagine if Gosh. they were around today. Yes. How big they would have been. Insane. The kind of money that they would have made. Yes. So everything is about timing. I mean, if I could go back in time, mm. I would be reborn about now. Yes. I'll be, be 18 <laughs> about now, and I use You're all that rebound. knowledge. You're yeah. <laughs>
1: exactly.
3: I use that knowledge now, and I know I'll be so successful, It'd be unbelievable.
1: Incredible. Um, let's talk about, I guess, your involvement in, I guess, the inception of what is the Nigerian fashion scene. Um, and how that is creating a bridge for a lot of people. Now, at what point did you start to see your work as more than just something you enjoyed, but also becoming a custodian? I think...
3: I don't really actually think that there was a time because, Mm. like I said earlier on, I've always... Wanting to give something back, I started mm. in the in the fashion and the entertainment industry yeah. when there was nobody around. Yeah. So I had no choice mm. to get but to give back.
4: Mm. You
3: know. So when I came to Nigeria in well, if I say t- two thousand and nine, yeah. and I saw what was going on, um, I think it was about two thousand and ten, yeah. to two thousand and twelve or so that Lagos Fashion Week started at that mm-hmm. particular time. And that was like the first fashion week. Prior to then, the only person really known was Diela Seiko. Yes. You know,
4: yes.
3: there were not really too many others yes. that were oh, out yeah. there that were really known
4: yeah.
3: outside of Nigeria and stuff mm. like that. So when I came back, I I really wanted to make an impact,
4: mm. you know,
3: and I wanted to bring that wealth of experience I had from the UK yes. of how they did things and how to do things to Nigeria. Yeah. And I think where I was lucky was that I'd done things like Africa Fashion Week, London. Mm. So a lot of Nigerian designers had worked Works with, with me. You, yeah. then, you know, I'd been doing that for a number of years before I, I finally came back to Nigeria. We did it during the Olympics as yes. well and stuff yes. like that. So people had gotten to know me. Yes. So, and then through all the other stuff that i had been doing, you know, mm-hmm. some people had worked on my bridal show yes, and some yes. people had made inquiries of this yeah. and of that. And some people had brought me home to mm-hmm. come and do shows for them and yeah. stuff. So when mm-hmm. I came back, it was kind of easy for people to relate to me because they mm-hmm. knew me. So I wasn't necessarily starting again. And people started saying, oh, how did you do this? Mm-hmm. How can I do this? What can I do that? How can I use the money? Mm. These people are doing this. I can't get my products yes. out. How do I get through customs and VAT yes. and all those yeah. sort of things? So I was able to give that knowledge. And I and I was somebody that I never charged. Mm. It was always free.
4: Mm. So
3: people just felt that called me and I, yeah. you know, I might say to listen. I might take a little bit of a time to come, come back, back to, you, to you, but I will always come yes. back to you. You know, yes. and please pester me till I do. And yeah. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll make time. I'll sit down with you and I'll yes. go through and give you advice yes. and say, do this and do that and so on and yeah. so forth. Because one of the things that I kind of realized a long time back was that with the population that we have in Nigeria, oh. despite how well we're doing with music uh-huh. and how well we're doing with the movies, uh-huh. fashion is always going to be bigger. Very true. No matter what. You may not always like somebody's music. Yes. You may not always like somebody's movie, but you all have to wear clothes.
1: And it's quite homogenous. <laughs> <laughs> like I've never been in an environment where it's so homogenous in terms of what is trending. Mm-hmm. It it it's, it yes. blows my mind, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's just a numbers game, but like I walk out and everyone's in a group of some sort with a big, with a big But pattern. that's that's also and, an
3: evolution because. Yeah. I remember when we, when I was growing up, if you were not wearing a top yeah. designer brands and a mannequin and a yeah, you were like nobody. <laughs>
4: yeah.
3: Seriously, it was yeah. like, what are you doing? Yeah. Whereas now, I mean, it is. Very rare that Mm. you see us going to look for those brands. Our brands are now going to look for a Tiffany Amber, a Banke Kuku. You understand, those are the kind of people that were looking for orange culture, Maya Tafel. We want to be dressed by them. You look at Ebuka when he's on Big Brother. You know, he's wearing... African clothes. Yes. He's not no he's yes. no longer wearing the Armani suit mm. and you
4: mm. know,
3: the Hugo boss that they would once have worn yes. with pride. Yeah. So that has changed fashion and that has mm. led to that massive amount of designers that have come out of the woodworks.
4: Yes. To yes. say, Hey,
3: I want a piece of this pie.
4: Yeah.
3: And with and with our social environment as well. Mm. You know, we have parties like no man's business oh my a God. burial a christening a wedding <laughs>
1: I've been in Lagos four days I'm tired
3: <laughs> and it's every day of the week and yeah. particularly with our women
1: yes
3: they don't like to repeat clothes mm. and then you have asher bees you know where everybody yeah. wears that uniform yeah so everybody goes out and buys yeah. material and everybody's trying Makes to outdo themselves out to style, yeah. what they can design yeah. with the yeah, material yeah, yeah. that is constant work so yeah. the fashion industry in Nigeria is definitely going to be bigger. And even CNN noticed it and said it. It's going to be bigger than music and um, film combined. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Who influenced you?
4: Who influenced me? Funny enough,
3: I would have to say it was African Americans that influenced me.
4: Wow. Because I
3: had no one else to look up to. Yeah. Nigeria was. Was not, when I started, there was no fashion industry. There was no real entertainment industry.
4: Yes.
3: England was totally white. Yes. So there was nothing there. So Mm. the only people I had to look up to were, um, African Americans. And Mm. I remember when I, when I first started, I, I set up my company name was actually Mm. the Ebony Bridal Show.
4: Yes. And I wanted him to
3: become ebony models. Yeah. And then a good friend that was into, um, legal stuff yes. or whatever called said, you can't do that. It's <laughs> trademark on that name. Yes. And I looked and I said, it's true. Trad- they had trademark on everything mm-hmm. from books to cosmetics mm. to fashion shows to events. So there, there was not even something like yes. that could even sneak in. Yeah. So I then had to look for a different name, name. and I wanted the name that represented black, or black
4: people.
3: It took a while, then I came Mm. up with mahogany. And I remember the the fantastic thing Mm. in the end was better for me with the name mahogany. The mahogany wood comes in many different shades. shades.
4: And
3: and black people, we come in many different different
4: shades. shades. So
3: that was how I came up with the name mahogany to represent. People of color. We Amazing. come in many different shades. So, yes, yes, I think that was my influence. I particularly like Ebony. I okay. like what they they had done yeah, great. with the brand, yes, with the magazine, Yes. The the magazine, the bu- yes. Oh my they, God. they had done a lot for black people, and they struggled. Mm. They they went for it during um, what would you call it um, that
1: administration? Yes. So yeah. Like all the crops,
3: separation, yeah. you know, all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. So. It was not easy. And it was black owned, yeah. 100% black owned, mm-hmm. you know, and self-funded, fund, self self-financing. Yes. So mm-hmm. I, look, I looked up to them. The people that came much later mm. were way after my time, like the yeah. Tyler Perrys, the Oprah yeah, Winfrey's. Yeah. They came after me. Yeah. So I could not look up, up to them. Then, yes. So it was really the things like the Ebony's Ebony, yeah. and stuff like that that, that I looked towards. Wow.
1: What's your favorite thing about what you do?
3: Giving back.
1: Okay.
3: I, I, I actually really love that, which yeah. is why my, my team is always saying, you need to say no sometimes.
4: <laughs> you can't do everything. Like, I say no, because
3: success wise, I feel I have it.
4: Yeah.
3: Financially, I'm okay. Yeah. So what else do I have to do yes. if I can't give back? If I can save somebody two years on their business? Why not do that? If I can say, go in this direction instead of that direction, yes. it helps them. Why yeah. not? If somebody's going down the wrong path or they're feeling down or they're feeling mm. despondent, why shouldn't I give them my story and say, yes. listen, I had to work full time. I had yes. to drive a mini-cab. Yep. I had to do all these things to get yep. to work. Don't look at me now. And I, that's one of the things I try and teach the young people at the moment mm. because they always look at, people like myself and I was oh, it's okay for you, you're successful, you're rich, you're this, you're that. I said, you don't know what it's like. I work a full-time job. (laughs) I leave my full-time job, I'll sleep for an hour or two, then at 11 o'clock at night, I'll go and get into my car and I'll do mini cabin,
1: taxi, throughout
3: the night night till 4 a.m. in the morning, get home, have a bath, and I'm back in the office by 8 o'clock. And I did that for how many years? So yes. Don't think that is like that. Overnight no matter success, what, you're going to have to struggle. Yes. Where you're lucky because of social media now, yes. the struggle is faster. Oh, yes. the struggle is less. I should the, say the
1: perception yeah. of yes, the struggle.
3: Exactly. Yeah. And you can hit your big break. Yeah. Much quicker uh, yeah. and easier.
1: You You mentioned um, consistency, um, and you touched on success earlier on. What does success mean to you?
2: Hmm.
3: To me, it's not money, funny enough. Okay. It's not money at all. I don't view success as money. I mean, I can go and play a bet, Mm. and if I'm lucky, I can win a million dollars on a $10 bet. Yeah. Does that mean I'm successful because I Mm. happen to get a million dollars? No. It's, is there a legacy? Yeah. Up. can can i walk into a room and people say ah oh,
4: mr marketing
3: yeah oh, thank you I, I really appreciate what you did for me the other day oh, yeah. my business is doing that oh, you are the want to help get me started mm-hmm. or you know you did this yeah. for me or you did that for me or please can i come and see you in the office i want to talk to you about yes. something i'm doing that to me is success mm. my company being known is yes. also success yes. because i don't think if my company's not known, then I, I'm yeah. not doing something yeah, right. Yeah. You know. So my company being known is success. Also, the fact that even at my age, even though I've got young people working with yes. me, I'm still competing yes. with the yeah, young yeah. ones out there.
4: Yeah.
3: I'm still getting the business. Yes. You know, I'm still being able to do things. Yeah. I'm still being able to be creative at their level. Mm. So it's not like they come to my room. Oh, my God, old oh, man <laughs> this me. In my
1: day.
3: Uh, in exactly. my day. Exactly. You know, they're coming there and think, oh my God, this is yeah. fresh. I love yeah. this. It's yeah. oh, yeah. this is dope. Oh, yeah. this is fantastic. Yeah. You yeah, know, they do that artist oh, show. Yeah, you calm. know. They love all that. So, so that yeah. for me is success. You know
4: mm.
3: what's my legacy?
1: Yeah.
4: Is
3: there a legacy? Is there a continuation? Yeah. Can I can people look back at to me and say, ah, oh, you know, it's because of you yes. in the modeling industry that we now have Black models, African models that yes. work across the world. Very true. Because you had that fight.
4: Very true. You know,
3: you took them yes. on.
4: Very and
3: true. we are successful in our modeling agency. We might even be more successful than you in our modeling yes. because of what the pathway that you created yes. for us. Yes. So that, that's success. Money money can come to anybody. It Very doesn't true. mean you're successful.
1: Very true. Um, my last question. I'll make mm. it a good one.
2: No problem.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll make it a good one. Um what would you say to a young person who has a big dream and especially wanting to work with corporates? Because, you know, a lot of what you do is bringing on big partners. And those big partners, as you mentioned, are the people who give the money that allows you to create. Um, To someone who has those big dreams, what advice would you give them when working or looking for that corporate funding? Because... You know, statistically, we don't get funding, right? Mm. Um, and especially women, black women, don't get funding. Now, what advice would you give to someone who is in that position, who is wanting to build?
3: I think the first thing that I always say to people mm. is learn your trade. Mm. Stop trying to get to the top yeah. without putting it, without paying the price. Mm be good at what you do. You've got to be good at what you do because you have got to have that edge. Mm. You know, there's thousands of wedding planners, thousands of event planners. Yeah. What makes you different? What makes ma- Mahogany different? What makes fire different? Mm. Why do they stand out from everybody else when there's thousands of them? So learn your trade. Mm. And sometimes that means you have to do some sacrifices. So Mm. what I mean sacrifice, you might say, okay, I'm going to go and work for somebody for two years. or I'm going to intern for a year with somebody. I'm not going to make any money. I'm going to learn everything I can learn about the business. The do's, the don'ts, the good, the bad, the ugly.
2: Mm. I'm going to
3: learn that. Then the next thing that you have to do from my perspective is don't be a jack of all trades, yeah. which is a problem I tend to see in Nigeria. Mm. Because of our hunger to make money, yeah. we will chase absolutely everything that oh. has to find to make money.
4: Yeah.
3: There's lots of money in social events, oh. in doing burials, birthday parties, oh. and so, but I've never touched it. Mm. I don't like it. Yeah. Even though I, if money was my motivation, then I would do it and i will make tons of money, but, yes. but I don't like it. Yeah. So I won't go there. And I know that if I try and do it, I'm not going to be good, as good as a sapphire. Yes. So therefore, I might do a mediocre wedding and yes. they won't come back to me.
4: Yes. But
3: when it comes to producing a concert, a fashion show, a yes. corporate event, I will be among the top five, if not top three companies that they're going to think yes. about. Yes. Because they know that's my area of expertise. So wow. I think what I'm trying to say to people, Find an area of expertise. Mm -hmm. You don't have to chase everything. You just have to be good at one or two things. Yes. If you're good at one of those two things and people know you for those things, they will come looking for you. Particularly in Nigeria that we work on a referral basis. Mm You know everything that you do is based on referral if you want to interview somebody you want to use yes. you know even get your shoes repaired somebody yeah. say do you know somebody, somebody say, yeah <laughs> are, are they good and you say yes yes yeah. they don't go to that person this person yeah. is good so people can actually make or kill your business yes. in Nigeria just yes. based on referrals so you have to be good at what you're doing mm. you know you've got to learn your business be good at what you're you've got to be consistent mm. and you've got to be prepared for the time it takes to grow.
4: Yes.
3: You know, I know that we are in the uh, the social media world yes. and you can grow quicker. Yeah. But the truth of it is, if you're not good at what you're doing, yes, you might grow very quickly, but people will soon see through that. Yes. And the next minute, yeah. you're out of business. I know how many people I've seen go, grow like that. Yes. And two days later, I'm, I'm being a bit silly, but, <laughs> you know, a few months later, yeah. they're nowhere to be found. Yeah. And nobody will touch them yeah. again. You understand yeah. then you've got to sometimes collaborate mm. know when to collaborate with people
4: yes
3: i mean if you go into the corporate world there's some events where the they will tell you you must pay use your money yes. to do the event and you are paid 30 or 90 days later
4: yeah
3: now if you're brand new and you're doing an event that's 100 million naira yes where are you going to find that money because it's a big risk and it's ninety it's it. days. And it's ninety days. Ninety days. After days. And all your vendors want their Everybody money now. now.
1: Everyone now. wants to be paid. And you've got to come up runs. with that money. If yeah. it's a
3: hundred million naira business, you've yes. got to come up with a hundred million. Yes. And you can't afford to go to the banks. In most yes. cases it's twenty two, twenty five yes. percent interest. So if you collaborate with someone, you yes. might say, Okay, Mahogany, we'd like to bring you on with a partner. Mm. Can you collaborate? We will give you X percentage of doing this business. Yes. Can you fund it for us? This, yes. this and that. So there's nothing wrong with that, but something I find, particularly with the young people, they mm. want to take a hundred percent of everything. And I always say a hundred percent of nothing.
1: It's, it's nothing. nothing. It's
3: nothing. Because if you go into yeah. that meeting, and that corporate company does not feel you can fund the event, yeah. they're not going to give it to you.
4: Yeah.
3: And then you come and say, oh, it's all these big companies are oh, always the one taking all the yes. business. You've yes. got to say, it. but if you go in there, and you say, oh. My partner is Sapphire. Mm. My partner is Q21. My yeah. partner is Fast Finance Africa.
4: Yeah.
3: And these are companies that people know. Like, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you're partnering with them? Okay. No problem. Yes. Yeah. Let's have a serious conversation.
4: Yeah.
3: So it's, it's things like that. Be consistent.
4: Yeah.
3: You know, be persistent in what mm. you do. Mm. I say it and don't chase the money. Yeah. Chase the dream. Mm. Chase what you want to do. The money will come. There's mm. no doubt about that. Be careful about the hype of social media.
1: Hey,
3: social media is good, <laughs> but a lot of it is hype. What? And a lot of it is fake.
1: I can say, I can say that um, one of the biggest uh, realizations of me coming here and being, I guess I'd say, on ground, is um, my perception of what I had been experiencing online.
2: (laughs) And the
3: reality.
1: (laughs) And the reality differs. Um, And I remember saying to my mom, like my first day after being out and coming home, and I said to her, I really need to have a conversation with myself about just being able to step into and live within my achievements. I think in the UK, you're taught to Dumbed down, or you're not big enough, so you don't you don't mm-hmm. talk about it. You don't. And I've come out here, and I'm like, No, we hype. Are you joking? They <laughs> okay, should be laying out a red cupboard for me.
3: That's exactly. <laughs> you we know? hype here. That, yeah. Uh, we don't dumb down anything. Hold on, I'm the best. End of story. This is it. Forget whatever you want to say, I am the best. This That's is how we it. say it here. But it's there's
1: beautiful. something there's there's something around the fake it till you make it. Yes. And there's something about that boldness that I think is beautiful. But again, the, the downside is is what you're talking about, which is if if the proof really is not in the pudding, mm-hmm. you know those opportunities soon soon die down. Mm-hmm. Now, where can anyone find you? As soon as you've told them you're willing to help the whole village. Oh my
2: God! are willing
1: to help the village.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, so wait
1: for the DMs.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, I can be found. Um, I have three main companies in Nigeria, mm-hmm. which is marketing, production and events, Okay. which is our production side. So that's where we do. All of our corporate events, mm-hmm. uh, fashion shows like GT Bank Fashion Weekend, yes. um, Fashion Finders Epic show, stuff like that. Yes. All of our concerts. Let's you know. it
1: like that. Stuff like that. It's so <laughs> so stuff like that. Know, we did the Renewed Hope
3: <laughs> concert, which yes. was really good. Got 60 artists went to Nibu just before was yes. inauguration. That was crazy. So um that's, Mahoganyinternational.com. Okay. All our contact details are on our website. So I'll just give yes. the contact details on um, the website. So that's mahoganyinternational.com. Yeah. Then we have Fashion Finders Africa. Yes. That is aimed at our new and emerging um, creatives. Oh. It's not about designers, creatives, so but okay. makeup artists, stylists, oh. designers. People that are in the fashion space that want to learn about the fashion space, you know, so we have, um, an exhibition that we do every year. It's called the Epic Show. We bring all them together, Mm. exhibitors, designers, creatives, all that sort of Mm -hmm. stuff. We work, we do workshops, we do conferences, we do all of that for people to learn about the business. And we have various initiatives that we do throughout the year, workshops and stuff like that. And that is, um, fashion's finest. Africa.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's um fashion without the S. Yeah,
4: F-I-N-E-S-T, F I N E S T. We'll have Africa. it in the show notes, so, yeah,
3: so there's that. Links to get then you we know. have Fashion Finest UK for okay. those that are in the UK. Okay. And that's our London Fashion Week show okay. done during Fashion Week. And that's done every February and September.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And our CEO is Deborah St. Louis. So she runs that over there. So because I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> So she runs that and has been going for a number of years. And that's Amazing. on Yeah. So there's that. And finally, we have Mahogany Models. Yes. Which is Mahogany Models... Oh, what's that? Management. Too much. It's too
0: much. It's too much.
3: <laughs> MahoganyModelManagement.com. <laughs> yeah, so that's um, where we take on our uh, models. Yeah. And primarily, they are models of color okay. that we take on. And so if you go to that, you'll find us there. All of our contact details are on our pages. Yeah. So and they'll be in the there. show notes, so yes. you can click a And I think nearly all of our Instagram handles match our, um,
1: web, web, web website.
3: Names. Yes. So marketing International is the same for our Instagram. Yeah. Fashion Finance Africa. Oh no, Fashion Finance Africa is FF Events. Yes. That's different. It'll
1: be in the show yes. notes. Yes, but
3: Margini, so they, they kind of match
1: yeah. our names. Amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Um, for giving of your time. Uh, Tune in to next week's episode. It's been amazing having you on and see you next
2: week. Hey, thank you for me.
0: <laughs> Yay! If you've loved this episode or any of the episodes from Third Culture Africans, your support in making the show bigger will be much appreciated. Share it with a friend, comment on social media, join the newsletter community over at thirdcultureafricans.com Or leave us a review where you're listening to the show. Thank you. And until next time.